Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts Ayla Hadi, Allison Weaver, and Johnny Pinea. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. Man, this just. I used to write poetry. I haven't in quite a bit. That means you need to write again. Yeah, I've been scared of what might come out. Um, It's okay. That's why this notebook is private. Yeah, it's a moment. Like when you write poetry, it comes from a place of honesty, right? And sometimes there are words you are not ready yet to to see out laid out and plain on the pages Mm -hmm. but um honestly looking into this wonderful organization this poem has definitely reignited this uh (laughs) the passion within it's it's i don't know with covid and all of my life changes it's just definitely been put on the on the back burner um Mm. this was a wonderful wonderful experience and I just love all the work that they've done with the youth too, because, um, you know, it's just, it's tough when you're, when you're that age and you feel like you don't have that much agency over your life. You don't have, um, yeah. People don't listen to you like with older parents and just, yeah. uh, And all the pressure from parents. Yeah. You know, there's there's that old adage of, you know, children are meant to be seen and not heard. Um, Mm -hmm. I love this is giving them agency to express their innermost thoughts um, and and their truths. It's It's a way for people to really be. Yeah. Yeah. I loved seeing the videos, too, of just like how truly diverse the participants in the audience are yeah just all walks of life um and i think we we have so much to learn from each other and to have that placed in one area truly truly beautiful to see like you know like the the poem that we're discussing speaks i believe to a universal experience Mm-hmm. before we were talking about cross-cultural kids and third culture kids you know that's that's becoming a much much more it's becoming thing. everyone now how mixed up yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. before Everyone's- like myself being third or cross-cultural person was like a little bit more mm-hmm. rare right or like johnny or you i'm like oh we are like a comedian and now that's everybody <laughs> so yeah I mean, it's still a reality to this day. The The whole question of where are you from literally happened to me two weeks ago, except usually it's like, where are you from? And, you know, I'll just reply, like, you know, like Florida. And then they get either real confused or they're like, no, no, where are you really from? <laughs> but, <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> yeah but but then this time I, I it was a very lovely old lady but I told her I was she was like what nationality are you I'm like well I'm American and she was like 
I don't I, like my my I feel like my English is pretty your English is great <laughs> so they shouldn't be bothering yeah. you yeah so I'm like just that was a new way of putting what's your nationality and I was like do you mean my ethnic background she was like yeah and I told her I'm like well you know my ethnic background is like North African and she's like she gets real excited I'm like okay let me hear it and she was like my son she's like my son goes on missionary trips to Africa I'm like lovely wonderful Thank you, thank you for sharing that, that little anecdote with me. Oh, she's trying to connect to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> she's trying to connect to you, but the poor lady. Oh, oh, a clue. oh that's beautiful. Oh, that's so nice. And Africa just so needs it. <laughs> I'm like, what part of Africa? I didn't I didn't even want to bother asking, but I'm like, Africa's so big. What part of Africa? <laughs> What's oh, gonna be Kenya? Mozambique? Ghana, maybe? I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Africa at the moment, missionaries are very thin on the ground. It's like exactly. <laughs> it's the kind of place you go walking around telling people who are like, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, you don't want to bring it in now. I knew when you started laughing and giggling that you like understood immediately. But I also know the question. I know when people say that and, and I know exactly what they mean. I know what they mean, you know. So, I, you know, I can go that route. I can go this route. I can have fun. I can do whatever, you know. And 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 I will tell them what they need to hear, you know, sometimes, you know, as in I know what question you're asking, so then I'll give you that question, that answer. And um, and then the person seems satisfied, which comes back to what I'm saying about preconceived ideas, you know. But especially as a little old lady, sometimes they just want to connect mm-hmm. too. They, they're not always Correct. having an, another motivation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, speaking about the writing thing and how practical it is, um, approximately a week, two weeks ago, um, you know, I I always, you've heard me speak about, I always say that life is like a a razor blade, you know, yeah, the razor blade is called a menorah. It's a common little razor blade that you can buy in singles, like old school razor blades, you know, just the blade um, that's put into the old razor. So, you know, the saying is always that life is like a menorah. Uh, it's sharp. Um, and, and it's very true. You know, we sit on that edge, you know, of, of in between light and dark. And then sometimes we lean to the darkness. And uh, it's, it's, it's very, uh, very seductive. Anyway, so I was, I was pretty much, yeah, darkness. And the perception can change just, it's incredible how that happens from one day to the next of how I see the world. It can happen. I don't know what, what I'm going to get tomorrow. I have no idea. So, but in, I'm still the same guy. I, I still, I, I, I'm, uh, love is for me the thing, you know, and, and love is a word. I say that always, but you know what I'm talking about? The energy of that compassion. I like that gentleness. Yes. I've chosen these things. I made a personal choice. So when, um, I got for the 
I sat there and I went, Johnny, you know what? I can't do this. I can't sit here and try and close my eyes to it anymore. So what I thought was, okay, let me go and look darkness in the eyes. Bring it on. Bring it on. Come on. Come on, baby. Show it to me. And this time I wrote it down. I went and wrote exactly what I was feeling, thinking, perception, everything. I wrote it down. And you can look at it, and none of it can be discounted. You can look at it and say, yes, yes, that is, yeah. Because, I mean, my basic premise in that, where I was, was that what is this? That we're in this experience where everything seems to work in harmony and doesn't have a problem. And then you get the two-legged, like, you know, people walking around, you know, and, and what is this? Defunct? Is it like, is it like a malfunction? Is it? supposed to go back to the factory what is it you know mm-hmm. what is this imbalance when everything's so balanced it's an incredible thing this experience and yet i look at myself and i judge myself and i look and i think that i'm just like kind of just it doesn't work properly well who am i to say that you see who am i to say that um so in writing it down it did exactly what you're speaking about I, mm-hmm. By doing that, I, it set me free like you cannot believe. It gave me freedom. While I was mm-hmm. doing it, it felt like I was, it was, I felt like I was writing heresy. You see? Because we have to be so positive. You, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a world of positivity, isn't it? You know, if you're not yeah. positive, whoa, problem there, eh? You know, there's no, there's no room and, and, and support and grace for a person to feel their true feelings and express Even them. All emotions are healthy. You Correct. know, there's always this push of suppress your sadness, suppress your anger, but that's not healthy. All emotions mm-hmm. should be honored, you know, that's not in the sense of just wallowing in it, but when the emotion comes, you process it and acknowledge it. Um, I honestly, that was outside thing. This is what I love is because now coming back to exactly the slam poetry, slam poetry is not inwards. It's outwards. Mm -hmm. It's a giving, it's a giving thing. And it seems that our organisms work and this whole experience seems to work that way. It works in giving. It doesn't work in, in, in taking greed or selfishness or hiding or, yes, we, when we, I do, we, you know, when I'm hurt, I'm like an animal. I go into the cave and I hide, you know, until I get better. Mm-hmm. It's the way it is. It's our natural instinct. That's biological. But through the words, by placing those words and stepping away from them and looking at them, and they're still there and I've looked at them, I've even like recorded it and turned it into a sort of a poetry kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Because I wanted to like normalize it for myself. I wanted to take that viewpoint, that, that perception that I had, that everything is out to kill us. Everything is out to attack us. Everything is out to, which is a true thing. You know I mean? <laughs> everything outside of us wants to take us down. And then it seems like everything inside of us wants to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, you know, from birth, it's like, wow, what is this? You know what I mean? That 
it's this eternal like kind of like kung fu going on all the time. It's tiring. Yeah, it is. It's exhausting. And it doesn't make sense to me, actually. It just doesn't make logical yeah. sense, uh, you know, within the whole framework of thing, you know. And you talk of perception, and, and I do not in any way reject perception or uh, judge perception because judgment is stupid anyway. But when you express outwardly, like as in with the slam poetry, you are giving gifts to other people. Because the gift is the gift of relating in emotion, freeing somebody. Like I did where I, I wrote that down and I freed myself at that, you know, for that, for that period. That was essential that I do that. That I, I write it and speak it. It's dark, yeah. So it's dark. So what? Who says it's dark? Now I look at it, I laugh. Probably always bad. I look at it and I laugh. I look at it and laugh. Yeah. You see? That's how the, and when you were talking about how it frees you. And then I, I, I gave it to somebody else who was like, you know, going through their pity party. And 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 like I sent it to them. Next thing I get the, the guy phones me back. He's 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 like like laughing like you can't believe. You know? Yeah. Because it set him free too. Because he was able to actually admit, because it seems that we are conditioned to not admit that we're not 100% superhuman, fantastic, beautiful smile with white teeth and boopy day at every Long moment. Some people are, though, but they're not superhuman. I don't believe <laughs> you. I just don't believe yeah. you. Yeah. They're not superhuman. Anybody that's like that all the time, I turn around and I say, dude, you've got deep problems. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I, I gonna feel for you. I feel for you. Come here, let me give you a hug. <laughs> you know, it, it, it really is. It's, it's just, and the commonality of it. And when, well, the moment it's spoken and it's put out there, and the more it's spoken and put out there, the more normality seems to descend. In other words, when I say normality, I mean it as a positive. It is the peace descends because suddenly what is a, a big, a, a dark shadow in the, in, the, in the cupboard, right? And it looks like a monster that's going to rip you to pieces. You've taken a torch and you've actually shone it in there and looked at it and realized it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. And that is the power of beautiful thing. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it comes with honoring the emotions, as you said. Mm -hmm. You let yeah. that darkness out. Courage, and man. Courage. That is courage. Yeah. You know, you physical know courage is one thing, but that what? is courage. Sorry. What did you say? Oh, I said, I, uh, even though we all talked about how her delivery was very lovely and calm and peaceful. Um, you know, that's one aspect that we see of her work. Um, but going back to the thing that motivated her to go on this poetry journey was that line about how, you know, Arab women come in all shapes of anger. So it's honoring all those emotions that come. And when you honor and you don't suppress 
anger or sadness, beauty comes out. Um, because with, without all of the emotions coming in, you get something very bland, something that lacks depth. Um, it's only through that acknowledgement that we can achieve truth. You, you shine the light on it and you see it for what it is. Yeah. And generally speaking, when we do it together, you know, when you've got people with you and you're doing it, like in this context, uh, man, it's a beautiful thing because <laughs> you can go to therapy for the rest of your life, but I can promise you, like, one line can sometimes take me and just, like, switch the light on like that. Yeah. And it's usually a line of truth that comes from another person's heart where I go, I feel that. I also feel that. I just thought of something. So, mm -hmm. uh, was there more you want to say on this? Because literally I just wrote a poem for this podcast that I will share in a minute. Oh, yay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yay. You want to hear this? <laughs> So I don't have a title for it, so you're going to have to help it be a title, but journeying together through time, onwards crossing borders and cultures, now working together to open minds, naturally. Yonder the world waits for ideas, always waiting for truths. Laughter and smiles abound about art and culture. Are we leaving a legacy? Are we together on this journey? Learning daily through our faults, learning slowly, daily, in concert. Sonic universes open on point. Nowhere we are alone. Separated by space and not by minds, ever we press on toward the prize, conversational. Over and under and sideways our words move, now diving deeper, deeper still, suddenly inspired. Ever we wait for the sunrise. That's it. That's a beautiful yeah. thing there. Alison, that is beautiful. That is so and, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, really I love the line about questioning if you're going to leave behind a legacy. That's something mm. that I find personally relatable. It's mm. a question that's plagued me since I was very, very little. The idea of what is there a legacy that I'm going to leave behind? Is it going to be a positive or negative one? And kind of moving forwards with that sort of um the words are escaping me, folks. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. This is a beautiful poem. This is so beautiful. So what's the title? Poems, yeah. poems, poems to me are songs, you see. Poems to me are Journey songs. Journey to a legacy. There we go. Uh, Legacies. Well, what? Yeah, okay. That's Journey your one. That's your one. Okay. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll what's your no idea, Johnny? I would say no coincidence. That's a good one. You know, no because I don't, I don't find anything as a coincidence. Uh, simply, you know, but oh, I like logic. no coincidence because it. it's like we talk. Yeah, I got it. 
Yeah. It's just by pure logic you can work that one. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. We might you know. name it no coincidence. It's like, you know, if, if I've discovered that no matter how much I might think that I <laughs> I can actually shift the like boulders and things like that or try, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> and it never works. Yeah. Whereas no matter what I do, I'm here. We are here. The simple fact that we are here is the legacy. That's we right. have no idea what effect we have on all the others around us and have had in our lives. But every single thing that we have done has been done because it had to be. That's right. That's it. Straight. Our existence is the legacy. There is nothing else that can be seen. I go back to what's real and what's not real. You know? It's our existence alone is the legacy. The operative is giving. What you just did now with your poem was giving. It was not taking. It was not insular. It had no agenda. It had nothing else to it. It was a sharing of something internalized deep inside of you to which I immediately resound. I think this is a good place we can wrap the the conversation about the poem itself because we really got on a good roll today, I think, for this topic. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's go to the the second phase, phase two, uh, or the second part of this uh, pod, which is, of course, the industry news section and let's see what you have cooked up for us today from your extensive tiktok adventures or wherever you have been getting your news recently <laughs> I, it's not always tiktok i i, I know you I get things from really good Google sources too, but i always laugh about your tiktok news TikTok has just been a wealth of information for me, just truly across. No, that's why I'm <laughs> saying that it's more of respect, not like it's not like a joke. It's actually because yeah. you're a really good user of TikTok. You're not like one of these people that just like, and then do you know there was a, this happened in this place? It's not verifiable, but we're going to give you the marketing pitch anyway. You're, you're not someone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I I'm all over the place on on TikTok. I think the algorithm has given up on trying to figure. Gave up on out, you, but <laughs> <laughs> I've traveled That's literally perfect. all across the globe um, through it. But today, um, our news is going to be about India in the Oscars. Um, last week was mm-hmm. the the Oscars, and it was a pretty big night for India. Um, we, the original song from the movie RRR, Natu Natu, won the um, category for, for best song, which was huge. Um, and believe it or not, I had never come across that song before, even though it was viral on TikTok with people doing the dance all over the world. But somehow that completely <laughs> escaped me. Uh, so <laughs> that was um, a big win for um Yes. For the Natu Natu. And that movie, RRR, is actually a Telugu 
movie, people Mm -hmm. keep on mistakenly um, labeling it as a Bollywood movie when actually Mm. it's definitely not Hollywood movie. Definitely Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. People are like, "Oh, yay! Bollywood made a big movie." Because that's what people love. You know, it's that yeah, like it's a perception. It's what people have because learned until Bollywood they learn isn't better. Even the biggest seller in India. Let's be real. Anyway. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't uh, get me. And then, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> India that was that was one thing. Like yeah. So that that wasn't the only win. There was also um, a win for the Elephant Whispers, which is a. Um, documentary short in Tamil, which is just highlighting, again, the linguistic diversity of India. And it was a big monumental win the first time India has won in this category. So even though there were there were some wins in Os- at the Oscars, there were there were some hiccups to say the least. So I don't want people to make the understanding that just because they had a big night at the Oscars that they're finally breaking into the mainstream. They've been mainstream. Oscars are just catching up with the mainstream. Oscars are behind everything. They've been behind yeah. every behind the times forever. And I will say nothing more on that subject. Can I throw my penny in? Uh, can, do you mind? Uh, yeah. Can I jump in there? Because, you know, uh, from an industry level, let's put it this way, the way the way the industry's uh, going, you know, and this is coming from CEOs of of you know the big companies of big Hollywood, let's say, the industry that will continue now, as far as making feature films is concerned, in the traditional form that we know of, mm-hmm. is Bollywood, is India, but not just um, Bollywood, like. Exactly, no, obviously, India. We, we refer to it as Bollywood because that's now what, you know, kind of centralizes the whole thing, but it's very diverse. Point being in that uh, America, Europe, etc., all around are, are, are plummeting, are just plummeting. And I, I mean, the Oscars themselves are a dinosaur that's also beginning yeah, to like kind of, you know what I mean, get a, get a bit gap. Um uh, and 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 the thing is, is that it's a weird. This, the industry has always been a money maker. So we're supposed mm-hmm. to be. That's, let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Yeah, presented as, but it is. It is a, a force on its own. You know, worldwide, and it does have a certain life that it takes, and it does have certain streams that it follows, and it is guided in certain streams as well. You know, so that's why you have certain years. Uh, the theme is one thing that you know might be who knows, and then the next year is another theme, but it's a similar theme. You know, within everything that we do within the movies, like one year it'll be war movies, one year it'll be uh, feel good movies, one year. So, um, but now it's it's over. It's no more. Sorry, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's, gone. it's an era, the only one, right? And the only one that's carrying it on, India, will carry it on. Because uh, India's audience will still go to the movie house. The Oscars dictate what goes in and what goes out. Uh, always has. 
always has yeah. because that is the industry this is that a is bunny the trail we could go on for like five times for a long time a long time on that trail please but my point me. is my point is basically have all I I'm poked the bear to, all I'm coming to all I'm coming to is you haven't poked the bear but what I do see is I see the west <laughs> is suddenly going oh hello hello here's some flowers for you and do you mind if we come around sometime <laughs> because the, you see you get where I'm at Mm-hmm. Yep. For the first time, I think the two are like marrying or trying. Let's put the West is trying. Let's put America is trying because it realizes it's it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> you know India will carry it and China will carry it. Yeah, yeah. Except, like for example, India has much more uh, technical ability and. Mm. knowledge and legacy and sonic knowledge for example than i mean than china oh, yeah. Right now. Yeah. because it's a uh, it's the china's still developing the the india is mm. definitely developed so it may yeah anyway also it's got the audience it's got it's got the audience trust the audience knows what it wants first of all the audience knows what it wants and second of all uh, the industry knows what to give the audience. There's a complete right. conversation. My mom grew up watching Indian movies at the cinema. So, I mean, I've been aware of <laughs> the far reaching influence of Indian movies. And I don't, I don't even want to say Bollywood in general, because, you know, as we discussed before, it's like very much linguistically diverse and um, it's not fair to put them all under one umbrella, but it's i mean the legacies there it's been a consistent legacy people like they're like i said before generations have grown up watching these movies across the globe um so that was i mean oscars really uh, completely it's 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 100 and it's probably i'm witnessing what you're saying to me now you know uh, these are beautiful things for me the changes that are happening in the direction that I'm seeing things going towards, you know, um, are just so beautiful. I mean, it would be so divine if, if it could be a situation where you don't have to define something, you know, where, where, what is so-called waste, so-called waste, you know, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you take, we go, oh, and then there's India, you see, like, you know, like India is like not part of the West, you see, like the West is a, is a different species. <laughs> and then you get, you see, it's not, it's not. And it would be so nice if, if because like I say, the feature film, as we know it, that art, the big screen of the, uh, the big screen art, um, these guys are just seeing it go and the ones that will carry it into the future is India, China, they've got the population, they've got the audience trust. You also, have do the not ability forget Nollywood. Do don't forget Nollywood. Well, Nollywood e, e, No, you know, but honestly, Nollywood does everything with no budget and they still do it. I know. No, but they've got a following, you see, because that's once again audience trust. You see, I mean, the, the Nigerians love Nigerian films and mo- a lot of Africa. 
loves my a lot of people love Mollywood, so let's not forget. I don't about care that there's a booming shot. Nobody gives a talk. There's a booming shot. So what? You know, and I mean it. You know, yeah, and it's, know. It's, there's always a little bit of an added extra that goes, and also the people get attached to the people that act in these things because you get the same people all the time. You know, and you get attached to it, and it's 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 it's, uh, it's easy to watch. You know. And uh, I, f- I find that it's got a life. Everything has a life of its own. You know, like you're speaking now about like how this happens now at the, at the Oscars. That suddenly India is shining. You know, it's being recognized. Mm-hmm. It always has been shining. It's always but, been you know, shining. It's, it's always just been putting, recognized. Just putting just the lights on. In some it. places, come on. I think we should also <laughs> give credit to the South Asian diaspora across the globe for really also shining a light on um, Indian movies and exposing all people, all people from all walks of life to the culture and the music and the film industry at large. Um, Truly like, I believe that they've also played an important role in this. Yeah. Let's never forget, let's never forget that China has been the forerunner and the instigator of so many genres. What I'm saying is, is that there's an influence. A lot of people prefer watching Chinese film because it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, the attention to detail is so, so divine, you know? Um, so that industry, I think, has still got a, a beautiful part. Um, it's, it's, it's sitting watching the uh, the end of certain dynasties. Um, okay, so we're going off to um, industry questions. And I think we've touched on this topic um, previously, but I feel like it's such an important part of industry and um, creating relations for yourself that it would be of benefit for other people to hear your take, Allison, as well as Johnny. And it goes back to how would someone, what are the best ways for someone to create their own personal brand? Um, I know both of you are not big on, you know, splashy uh, social media online presence, but Ultimately, there does need to be some sort of brand for people within the industry so that they can better market themselves and network, so to say. So what are your tips and tricks on that, especially considering all this talk that we've had about um, honesty, emotional honesty and authenticity? Uh, How can one weave that? brand while staying authentic to their own true values if i may i've seen i've seen the look the many ways of going it uh you know the the, there's one way where you use yourself as the brand now people do like the personal experience um you know it's, it's 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 always a winner um then there's of course the other way around you you use something else you know, as the brand. In other words, you may use, uh, you don't go into your personal life. What you do is you go into what you do, right? So, therefore, what you're doing is relaying what you do, uh, which is another thing. I don't find that as attractive. 
And then there's the one which I think is an all-round winner for everybody is you, you create your, 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 your um, you know, AKA. You create a character. You create somebody else that is yourself. Of course, it's yourself, but it's another name, and that character can do anything. You can make fun with that character. You can, you can, you can do fiction with that character, you see, if you wish. You know, that's what uh, has been done with, uh, let's look at Marilyn Manson's and those guys and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That area has been used quite a lot um, where people create a persona that is outside of themselves. And that's a lovely thing because then you get to hang on to yourself. So anything that's said about that persona is not being said to you, it's being said to the persona. Mm -hmm. And the persona can then also say anything it likes. Because you cannot actually, you know, you cannot uh, take any kind of a, an emotional stance uh, when it is your persona that is saying it for you. And somebody comes in and disagrees with it. Well, your persona can turn around and tell them whatever it likes. You might want to sit there and go, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. La -di -da. But the persona, oh, man, you can create a fiction for a persona. I'm not saying you can create a fiction as well for yourself if one wishes, because, you know, when, when you're creating a brand, the main thing about creating a brand, there are steps to it that one has to take. You know, that if you're going to go with the, the area of being honest with the self and, and, and bringing about your own self-honesty as your brand, um, you've got to be fully pretty strong within the self because one changes. You don't know that you're going to be the person. You're not going to be the person that you are now in, in two years' time. You're going to feel differently about things. You're going to see things differently. So making statements that are like kind of, you know, uh, manifest-type statements uh, becomes a little bit risky. So henceforth, when building a brand, give something that people can relate to. And most of all, something that can just grab their attention for that brief moment. Mm -hmm. Grab the attention for a brief moment, however you do it. You know? It's like, say now, uh, building a channel. Let's go that way. All right, building a channel. How do you build that and then get that out there, you know? And then the brand is the most important. But the work that has to go on before you actually get there in establishing that brand is where you ask yourself the hard questions. Can I sustain this? This line that I'm taking with myself, am I able to sustain that emotionally? You know, uh, will I still have the passion for it? Is it something that I feel has always been? Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm -hmm. uh, it's always one has to look at all those things way beforehand and then test it out. Test it out, do tests. You run it into the social media with whatever content you've got. It doesn't matter, just shoot stuff, you know, shoot. Mm -hmm. Go out and film, 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 and put stuff up and put it out there with that whatever you picture as your brand and test it around on the like uh, social media. See what hits you get and see uh, who is attracted to it, who's not attracted to it, what the age groups are, what the, you know, the usual LSMs. Mm -hmm. So before you actually go to the place of releasing the brand on a bigger scale, you are pretty secure in 
that the fact that what you've chosen and uh, the little tweaks that you've done up to that point is something that can definitely uh, serve a certain the, the the size audience you need. Let's put it that way. Yeah. If you're going to monetize or whatever you're going to do, you need a certain amount of people. So if you know that that you're going to get that certain amount of people around the world, if you do, if you're diligent enough to continue every day and do X and X, that is something that you can bank on more than fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Because everything is 50-50. But it's getting your, it's trying to get your percentage up from 50 to at least 85 before you release your brand. You've got to be secure in that brand to at least that, that, that you're not dealing in the chance of a flick of a coin or 50-50 because that's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that you know for certain. You know for certain that your reaction beforehand, you've gotten all your research your reaction has been consistent over a period of time. Let's say you take three months, whatever it might be, uh, in testing that, that you can be secure that you've lifted it at least to like an 80%, 85%. So it's now more in your favor. Because why? You now have knowledge, practical knowledge, because you've researched. That gives power. Uh, I I hope I'm helping here. I don't know. Um, kind of have a prototype and an initial run before you uh, you you, you do test the thing man long. test it out there yeah yeah just go and shoot shoot stuff make stuff make stuff it doesn't matter what make it you know make the stuff put content put content and then bang it out out there put it into the different social medias you know see what the responses are from friends see what the responses are from strangers see how many hits this gets see some things might be liked more than others you know see which ones work the best and and what makes them work the best what is it you know about those ones that make them work better in your test field uh, so you can focus in those areas so you don't waste your time doing stuff that is not proving to be uh, attractive to an audience so that you can then work at being stable enough to build audience trust. So you get your audience first, you know, you start building up a little group of buddies. Yes, <laughs> for the brand, buddies for the brand. Yeah. Mm. And uh, once you've got your buddies, okay, those guys are now your absolute, they, you've got their trust. They trust you. Yeah. Um, you built a parasocial relationship with them. Yeah. That's what and it is. To build That's that marketing. audience trust. Building build that audience trust. Audience trust. Yeah. Build it. That's what it's about. You are creating your own, how do I say, perception. You guide people's perceptions. You guide them mm-hmm. uh, towards you to think what you wish them to think before. So everybody has, like I say, preconception. So what you're doing is, is you actually without that person realizing it, giving them their preconception. So when you do go full on and open up the throttle, you know for a fact that there's a certain amount of people out there that already like your your motorbike. You know, mm-hmm. they really like that thing, and uh, 
it's it's smoke and mirrors. I'm sorry, but it is. It is smoke and mirrors. The, your, a person's own integrity comes in only if if you in the area of entertainment. There's no such thing as entertainment without an audience. So mm-hmm. how you get the audience is like you know old school way, and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's, it's an auto-suggestion almost. The more you see something, and, and we are so trainable. We are, I mean, really, dogs are harder to train than people. People train like quick, quick, quick. We just have to see a, a picture four or five times in a period of maybe three, four hours, and then suddenly walk into a room and then see that same picture, and we are attracted to it, and we don't know why. Yeah. Oh, so you heard it, folks. Praise good behavior. Praise good behavior and uh, ignore bad behavior. Mm. Oh, that's a that's a good way to live. It works. It does work. It does work. You know, when you get the haters or you get the so-called trolls, ignore. Also works with toddlers. Correct. Works. Thank you. It works. Yeah. It does work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll go, <laughs> I guess. So the thing that I'll just add is that, it, like I said, profitable customer relationships that are meaningful. That's how I would define marketing. And it could be online. It could be offline. It could be wherever you want. It could be on the moon. That's marketing too. But anywhere you want, you can have it. So for me, like, for example, I prefer face-to-face rather than socials or online. But what I put online is very intentional. So even though we don't post a lot online, when we do post something online, we post something intentional that we want to leave an impression or move someone or help someone to, to, to learn more about what we are or who we are, who I am on. For example, even your personal whatever you do online is considered a form of, I would say, branding, right? So um, I guess the main thing is being true to what your uh, what your brand identity is and also knowing who your character is that you're trying to serve, the person or the character that you're trying to serve. So maybe you can you can make up a character that you would like to serve. What do they like to listen to? What do they what do they like to eat? What do they where do they go? What stores do they like? Who are these people? And just start to to like to meet them what they where they need that. And you can do a lot of research or you can be very organic about it and just meet them where they are. And there are always people that will fit a character. Now, it might not be the character that you want. Eventually, you might change your mind. But uh, it's a nice way to think about your audiences. Like, what kind of people are they? What kind of... Like, just break them down into people rather than, like, this blob of... That's what I... Of you, that's, you know? Yeah. So, more human like, you can make the whole thing, even talking about brand. Essentially, what you're saying by brand is that you're saying yourself. Yes. Yeah. So for me, like, the other thing is just not making it too complicated. Like, 
I don't think it needs to be too complicated. You don't need to be posting every day of your life. It's just when you post, make it meaningful. And that's fine. And then people come out of no, out of the woodwork if they enjoy what you do and they will just come like that's nice. It's a strange market now. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the market of, you know, attraction rather than, uh, you know, manipulation um, Mm -hmm. is is a tough road to take, but is a beautiful road to take because it holds so much dignity to it. Um, But also at the same time, there's a balance between the two, I feel. Absolutely. I don't think think it needs to be connotated into a negative area. There's a balance. I think it's a moving of the audience in a direction in a healthy way. Like there's. Yeah. Yeah. For me, there's manipulation and then there's creating a movement or like like leading some way. Like that is more like it doesn't like break somebody down. What I, I think mean, about, seen, yeah. Sorry, love. Oh, I, I mean, I actually had a follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go I ahead. Yeah, you were before talking about sort of um, it's kind of if I understood correctly that you it's about figuring out what kind of audience you want to attract. Uh, for your personal brand. Yeah. I think um, can I ask, yeah, can I ask, could you share what audience, like what audience you were, you're trying to uh, garner with the, um, your, your own personal brand? Me. Both of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well for me, obviously I go for the, I go for the audience that are like minded. So I mean, I, if I, it's, it's ridiculous for me to try and be something I'm not. Right? Like even though I might present a character, there's no such thing as a character without your own humanity. So even if there's an alter, say one creates the 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 your your persona uh, as a alter ego, or aka whatever. Let's say now I'm going with Johnny Dark, right? Now, Johnny Dark goes and Johnny can do anything. Johnny Dark does anything, you know, and I can write absolute fiction about Johnny Dark. Johnny Dark walks on the ceilings of hotels, that kind of thing, upside down. And uh, nobody knows how he does it. They always come back to the room and there's footsteps on the roof. That kind of rubbish, you know. It's, it's, it's whatever you do, but as long as it's sensational and it's, you know, but it forms, it has, it always comes from the place within where you stand which then I want the audience that relates to me. It's useless me going with trying to fit in. I can't fit into a, a perception of what I think a group of people want. That's impossible for me. I can only go with this is who I am, what I do, this is how I speak, this is what I, I'm doing, this is whatever, whatever. You know, I'm intense, whatever, da, da, da. But I let it hang out, you know? So the people that respond to that, those are my kind of people. And then I look at that and I look at that section and I look at like who they are, you know, what kind of work they do, what, 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 uh, where they live, uh, 
family people? Are they single? Et cetera, et cetera. There are definite common factors that you'll find within it. And then you start realizing that this is the kind of age group you're going to be dealing with between this and that. This They earn so much. You know, when I say they earn so much, it's just basically it's like a middle-class audience, conservative audience, uh, a more kind of outthinking, et cetera. You, you get an idea of your people, mm. you know? So you engage in some data. Your analytics. tribe, yeah. So you it's your tribe. To figure it's your out. tribe. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You have to know what you want, I think. Because a long haul, you're looking at you're looking at a long haul. You're not looking at at, at quick fix time. These things are long hauls. And when you build it, when you're working with a brand, you know everyone thinks it's so important. You know the the the, the look of the brand and the, uh, the name and the, uh, it's also important. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But you know, more the more important is is like you know, what do you want? Well, the reason why I asked this question for both of you, I was hoping that, yeah, (laughs) that we could um, provide basically two different case studies for people listening to the show on essentially how Mm. to approach creating your audience. So, you know, you both do different things within the industry. And, you know, I think you guys would provide a lot of uh, valuable feedback and information. So thank you, Johnny. And, you know, Allison, I'm really curious to hear about the audience that you're trying to curate with your brand. Um, well, that's like, that depends on what part of the brand, right? So for example, let's just talk about the second seats. This will be easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, if we talk about Second Z's in itself. Second Z's is what? Second Z's is a place where people can come. It's kind of like a tertulia or a salon environment where people can come and they they can they can enjoy some conversation that's intellectual, that's thoughtful, that's down to earth. And of course, the mission of the whole of my brand is including secondies is thought provoking media. That's our tag, thought provoking media, mm-hmm. because we craft productions with a conscience that inspire audiences and provide thoughtful reflection about our world. That's the te- that's the whole thing together. So it doesn't matter if it's on the secondies, if it's on whatever we're doing, if it's a project that I'm taking for somebody like anywhere does it fit the the model of my mission if it's fitting my mission then it's fitting me and my whole persona needs to to show that to the people now if it comes to my be my music identity or something like that maybe that's more like a maybe you could say it's like a cafe <laughs> um, but yeah. you see the 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 uh, the similarities, right? So this one is more like bringing people into for seconds is bringing people into a place of thought, into a comfortable space. Um, that's why we don't bring in certain certain things because 
they can trigger the audience pretty badly um, in one way or another. Um, but also, so it's like a safe place, if you will, to create yeah. a safe place to uh, enjoy, a safe place to be inspired, something that is a little different. And uh, I think like all of us, we have a choice whether we're going to to push for the uh, processed food culture of media and entertainment, or if, if we're going to go for something deeper. And for me, when I was thinking about secondsies, for example, I wanted something deeper that the audience could connect to. It's not just what you always hear in a podcast or most of the time, which is not as um, in entertainment anyway. It's not as, it's not as thoughtful um, mm -hmm. about certain topics that I would be interested in. So I said, well, why don't I just do something because I don't find anything out there that's quite along the same mind, if you will. Yeah. Of what I'm interested in. Yeah. So I hope that helps. It's like, I don't think there's a formula for marketing. I don't think there's a formula, but I do think that there are ways to do it better and ways to do it worse. So yeah. it's, yeah. I love it's how kind you of hard for me to answer as an example. Quick. What? Oh, I was just saying that I love how you used second Z's as an example for the audience so that they can really, because they've been Did it make sense? for. It's month. hard to explain yeah. it quickly. Second Z's for me has always worked by attraction and not by promotion. Yeah. When you commercialize, when you commercialize as promotion. When you yeah. are working with something that is integrally from itself uh, and is, is coming as a gift from this, not a gift, you know what I mean. But it's it's it's, it's an uh, it's an opening up, like you say, a safe space. Yeah, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. It's very difficult to commercialize that and make that uh, uh, by by promotion. How do you promote that? You see, without it becoming really really corny. Uh, it, it immediately start. It will go eventually very quickly into. It will get tainted um, if that makes sense. Because the, the the way of looking at it is is the wrong way of looking at it. Because when you commercialize it, you're starting to look at outcome based, and you're always looking at outcome based in the sense of that which has no emotion and cannot be relatable money. Um, but when you're working from the place of, of your own personal integrity like you do and your own personal, what, like I say, what do you want? You know, that thing. When one is coming from that place, I want to be able to be honest and get to give an honesty, to give something that people don't get. Right, and I think on. that's why it works. That's, like, well, exactly. I think that's why Second Z's works. Because Focus it's is, for the people. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I just forgot yeah. one part that's very crucial to the second Z's. So second Z's mm. also fits into a larger picture, a larger mm. goal, a larger framework. So mm. like this format is wonderful, but who knows? We may, mm. I may have salons elsewhere or 
or mm-hmm. do conversations elsewhere, or maybe mm-hmm. no, this can kind of grow or change or develop or stay the same. But yeah, but the whole point is that I'm doing it now. I think also the format, the Sorry. way that the podcast is formatted, it, there is some structure, but it's also free form, very much like free verse poetry. It allows for each of us to explore different avenues and paths of discussion within the topic that we have for each session. I think that by itself also lends Mm. to a particular type of branding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've always just, I mean, scripting is, is the adult scripting all over and my greatest objective always, I mean, all my objective when working with a script is that I need to get through that script and get that thing out of my brain. I don't want to see the page in my head. I don't want that. I don't want the page here. When I see in the head, when what's happening, there must be spontaneous. But yet I've got to say these words, you see, and I have to say them exactly. You know, I can't, I can't play with them and change them. Because people get touchy about that. I find that illogical, but sorry. Um, so it's a journey of that is similar to what I'm saying, to what Alison is saying here. It's taking what is there, you go through it, and through going through it and examining it, it eventually the page goes away. And the content becomes your own. You make it your own. I think it makes perfect sense like oh. it's a journey <laughs> the journey is a journey though. oh yes i remember working with a director once and she looked me straight in the eyes one day she said johnny you're not taking me down the rabbit hole no you're not no 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 yeah I think that's that's your brand for me. It's like every time I'm like, oh, I wonder what journey Johnny's going to be taking me on today. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and it's a journey for me, you see. It's, it's <laughs> like, it really is, you know. I, I mean, the day that I end up going and like, oh, please, and I do it anyway, I suppose. But, you know, it's it's just divine when when one can be in the place that we're in now where we're talking to each other, where there is zero fear of revealing the innermost part that of of you know the insecurities, whatever strengths, whatever. I believe the insecurities are the strengths of this, of this craft, of media, the medium. It's about people. And when people, I see this all the time in industry, how it collapses and why product is bad. Product is bad when you're doing entertainment. It's not going to work if you are focusing on the back and you're not focusing on the people. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.